Angie, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. We are the Faithless Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together, and we hope that you'll enjoy your time with us. Okay, great. Um, so today we are wrapping up Colossians. We've walked all the way through beginning to end. Um, by the time we're finished today, we will have reached the end. And um, today we're going through Colossians 4, and we're going to hit a lot of verses today, but we are not going to read through everything. Um, we're starting with verse 7, and we're finishing up with verse 18. Um, we are remembering that Paul is um, the author of this book, and he is um, writing a letter while he is um, imprisoned. And so he is given lots and lots of instructions and lots of um Lots of final greetings, know, final greetings. Yes. Um, but leading up to this, he has really admonished the, um, the Colossians who were the recipients of this letter, um, and how they're to behave to each other, how they're to behave to outsiders, um, the things they are to do and the things that they're not to do. Um, so we've talked through all of that. We are now to the final greetings phase. And this is where Paul just kind of says, Hey, um, and he lists all of these people and says, talk to these people. These people say hi, you know, um, because that's kind of how it worked then. Uh, there wasn't a phone you could hop on or text messages that went out. It was uh, kind of a mass greeting. So we're going to touch on those different names and the significance of who they are. And then we will be yeah. wrapped up. Okay. So just on that note, these particular letters aren't just sent to one church. If we see in verse 16, he says, after this letter has been read to you, see that it is also read in the church of the Laodiceans and that you, turn, that you in turn read the letter from Laodicea. Laodicea. You know that place? There. <laughs> so um, so these, these are kind of like a group text, but they're not. You know, he's, he is sending it to more than... One person, right? It's sending the same thing. It's going to go out to other people around the church, and that's how they communicated in the churches. A chain point. letter. A good point. A chain say. letter. That's exactly oh, what you I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you guys, old school. I couldn't bring that up. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> Great mind, Terry. Great mind. Right. Yeah. You guys are amazing. <laughs> so, so how about if we look at the first part with Tychicus? Yep. Okay. What do we, we learn from him? What do we know about him? Um, he was one of Paul's fellow workers and a faithful minister with Paul. Probably, I read yeah. a commentary said probably one of Paul's personal representatives and was probably the one that was going to be taking the letters around to the Colossians and to the Ephesians. Um, he's been with Paul for a while. I read that back in yeah. Acts. He accompanied Paul to Jerusalem. When they took up that offering for the Jerusalem church, he went with um, Paul to take it there. Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of love and it that like, Paul's got his entourage. I mean, there's eight guys does. here that he names yeah. in this letter. Yeah. So yeah. Um, he, he wasn't he doing this all by himself. Right. So this is a little behind the scenes. Yeah, which I think is very cool. 
So Paul's sending him with the letter um, so that Tychicus can tell them how they're, how they're doing, how, what their circumstances are. And I guess the circumstances were okay because he said so that he may encourage your hearts. So I get yeah. the you know, feeling that Paul's um, sending some good news with Tychicus. Mm-hmm. And he's sending yeah, Onesimus he with him. Mm-hmm. So he's not sending Tychicus by himself. He's got a partner to go with him. Um, and I love that last mm-hmm. line. They'll tell you everything that's happening here. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, my whole impression of all this was, you know, this is like his little family. This is his inner circle, right? So these are the guys that he's breaking bread with every day and he's spending time with. And he's going to send them on ahead um, so that they can give all the family news. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah. I, I, I love that because, you know, I think of Paul sometimes, I think of him all by himself in prison and traveling alone, but he, he wasn't by himself. No, especially during the house says, arrest. Right. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. Verse 10 says, my fellow prisoner, um, somebody whose name I'm going to absolutely butcher, Aristarchus. <laughs> that well, it sounds Aristarchus? good Aristarchus. Aristarchus. Aristarchus, yeah. Aristarchus. Or we can we call him Artie. No. Artie. There you Archie. go. Archie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, he's a fellow prisoner, and he sends his greetings as well. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. As does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. hmm Right. So he's not alone. He's probably in, this is the house arrest time, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, and it is a little interesting that he kind of separates out who the Jewish brothers are as well, mm-hmm. um, and that they were a particular comfort to him. You know, I guess we all like um, what's familiar um, to be around us, especially when we're under stress and, and um, maybe not in control of what's going on. Uh, it's, it's, I'm sure it was comforting to him to have like-minded, like-cultured people around him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so and these... People the five been, who were, cons- go ahead, it's okay. this is tricky online. <laughs> yeah, it is tricky online. I was just going to say, these people have been around him for years. Uh-huh. You know, um, right. Mark started off on his, Paul's first missionary journey. Mark yeah. started off with them and then kind of quit right in the middle of the journey, but um, comes back after a while and and Paul says, you know, send um, send Mark to me. He's useful to me in my ministry. So yeah. somewhere they had a big falling out. And then, you know, after, I don't know when, it doesn't really say when, I don't think us. they yeah. managed to patch things up and now Mark is on board with him all the way. So the story about that problem or the disagreement that they had was in Acts 15, 37 to 41. And it was a time where they were going to split and they were going to go off and into the ministry. But previous to that, Mark had said, no, I'm not going to do that. And Paul wasn't sure about his commitment or how committed he was to carrying things through. Um, I think, didn't he go back to, it started with an A? Um, got to be really to good Jerusalem. if I actually read the text. Oh, okay. Well, there's. There's an A in Jerusalem. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, Ania? Yeah, so he I mean, w- That's where I was thinking, thank you. actually. 
but he, but he, anyway, this is previous to the meeting they're even describing in Acts. And um, Mark left and went back to another place, and, and Paul was really um, angry when Barnabas said, I'm sorry, and then this is at a later date, Barnabas and Paul are talking about, um, Barnabas says, well, I want to bring my cousin Mark, and Paul's like, no, no, I don't. We're going to take somebody, I'm going to take somebody else. And they actually had a falling out mm-hmm. and a disagreement, and they went their separate ways. Um, Mark and, and um, Barnabas went one way, and Paul went another way. So what's happening in this letter is that all healed up, mm-hmm. right? Right. And so, and so it's really important. I'm sure people knew that there was a falling out. So it was really important for Paul to, um, in, in this part of it, say, um, you know, like, welcome him. He's, he's one of us. He's, we're connected. This is all part of what's going on. There's no longer a falling out. I, I trust his commitment. We're good. So, yeah. The the ones who were identified as Jewish were Chichikis, Onesimus, Onesimus. Onesimus. That one too. Same one. Same guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Aristarchus, Mark, and then someone named Jesus, who is also known as Justice. So Jesus Justice. was such a pretty common name there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, you'll see it as just G U S T U S. Was this mm-hmm. guy? Okay. So just to identify them, yeah. Yeah, so we we make it through kind of the Jewish contingent there. Um, you know, Angie, you were saying that it's comforting to be around people who are like you. I would imagine, especially if you are in prison, yeah. um, even if it is just house arrest, you want people who are believing the same things that you are and encouraging you in those beliefs. You know, we... Mm-hmm. We are all in our own houses now, you know, and it's so easy if you don't have someone who is encouraging you in your walk and encouraging you in um, the things that you're, you know, watching, the way that you're behaving, things like that, you know, get outside, you know, dig into your Bible, talk to people who are encouraging you. If you don't have people who are feeding that into you, it's easy to just kind of wither. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. imagine if you were you know, imprisoned, literally in chains in your house, and you didn't have somebody doing that for you, what a difference that would make. I think it speaks to how important fellowship really is for us. Um, And that's a little hard to accomplish right now with all of us sort of housebound. Um, But we have to be sure that we have other Christians in our lives, other people who are going to build us up and encourage us, um, because it's really easy if we're not in fellowship, it's really easy to go down that negative path, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, Paul set a good example there. He, he didn't try and go it alone. He really did not. He was more than happy to have his fellow Christians with him, um, for I'm sure a lot of different reasons, but I think we get into the trap sometimes where we think we can do it alone. Um, and I think this is just kind of a good reminder that, you know, we're not made to do it alone. That's not, right. that wasn't God's intention. No. So in bad circumstances, it's even more important um, that we have fellowship. We have people with us in the trenches to help us and, and encourage us. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I love, oh, go ahead. All of us talk. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, I love the fact that um, they are encouraging him, but he is also encouraging others. Mm-hmm. 
You know, yeah. he is going, he is reaching out to others. In um, verse 12, it talks about Epaphras. He says, he's one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus. He sends greetings. He's always wrestling in prayer for you that you may stand firm in the will of God, mature and fully assured. This is a Gentile, you know, so he yeah. he's gathered right. people in who are not necessarily from the same background. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, they all have one common mission, which is Jesus, um, but... There are people who are in different backgrounds, and he's encouraging them to encourage others. Yeah. So. Well, and I love the way he talks about Epaphras, that he's always wrestling in prayer so that they'll stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. Mm-hmm. And then he says again, I vouch for him that he's working hard for you and for those mm-hmm. at Laodicea and Hierapolis. So, you know, he, he's putting a lot of stock in Epaphras. And yeah. letting everybody know mm-hmm. just how faithful and diligent he is mm-hmm. um, as a brother of Christ to them, not just to Paul, mm-hmm. but to those people in Colossae, too. Right. So. And, and we've heard about Epaphras before, previously here in Colossians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's right. the one who seems to be the one who told Paul what was going on mm-hmm. and is advocating mm-hmm. for the people of Colossae. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't he he holds the church meetings at his house, right? He started the church there, we, and I think they he meet did at start, his house. Yeah, yeah. And so does Nympha, right? That's a female. Yeah. Well, now that's interesting. I've always been told that that was a female, but then one of the commentaries that I read said, in different translations, it's it's Nympha or it's Nymphas. So. There's not, they're not necessarily sure that that's Nympha, a female. But it does well, say I'm just in the going by in her house. When this trans, and the way this is translated, but oh, some okay. of the other, you know, oh. translations, it okay. does not say that it says the church in his house. Oh, interesting. So, oh. Yeah, I, and I have, in all my years of studying, I've never come across that um, quandary before. Huh. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. I, interesting. I thought that was kind of crazy because, yeah, we've always really been pretty proud of Nympha that she had a church in her house. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so I want to kind of move on to um, Demas. Okay. Um, as in San Demas. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right, but I'm just going to say it that way, Demas. I keep thinking of Bill and Ted's like, excellent adventure when I think of this. <laughs> this guy. But the concern I have with him and what we, we notice about that is, and we know about this not in Colossians. I'm not sure. I, can't, I didn't write down how we found it. But um, he left the church. They say that later he left the church. Oh, later and, on. Yeah, and he went back to Thessalonica. It's in Second um, Timothy. I, oh. okay. Well, just for reference right now, we're talking about verse 14, it says, our dear friend Luke, the doctor, and Demas send greetings. So right. just for some context, yeah. that's who we're talking about here. Yeah. That's a so, great idea. Yeah. 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 I kind of have really... list it out and put... Go ahead. I mean, Demas is the only one that he really doesn't say anything about. Our dear friend yeah. Luke. He tells us about how he's vouching for Epaphras, who's so awesome and always praying and... Um, it's just interesting that he, you know, and, and oh, and Dumas sends his greetings. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's right. almost like, like when someone walks through while you're on the phone, 
yeah. you know, that you don't really know you're in a crowded place somewhere and somebody walks in and says, oh, but say hey. And it's like, yeah, yeah, well, so yeah. and so said hey. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. That is a good point. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and so he was in, so Demas was in the group, though, at this time mm-hmm. still. And I just had so much compassion for him because the thing that I can see about him is that he is double-minded. And he is in, it's so hard to be partially in God's world. And then this under part that must have been going on for him, but I really want to be a part of this world. Mm. And that double-mindedness, that not willing to just go, let me just go all in for God. And then there's no struggle. But I just think of Demas as someone who is struggling so hard. Mm. And I... Um, I just, I have compassion for that because I know at times that's what I've been like, certainly. And I think any of us in our walk can be like that and to struggle. Yeah. And like, you have to make choices. How hard was it for, for Demas to be walking all this out double-minded? Yeah. Well, because that, the, it says he, because he loved the world, he deserted me and he went mm-hmm. to Thessalonica. I mean, that's a tough yeah. That's tough because we live in this world. It's hard not to love it. I right. always you know? kind of thought that he, you know, was he went along and maybe he was like, I can do this. I really want to be a part of this. And, and yeah, I might struggle a little bit, but I can do it. And then can you imagine being on a missionary journey with Paul? The hardships <laughs> that you would have yeah. to go oh, through. Yeah. Yeah, and the things that you would have to struggle with personally mm-hmm. and um, in the community, everywhere you go, it's hard, hard, hard. And just saying, you know what? I thought I could do it. I can't yeah. do it, and I right. want to go back to my cushy life. Yeah, whatever. And I'm I'm out. Yeah, I, and and that's when you said, like, can you imagine being on a missionary with Paul missionary journey? I was just like. I, you know, can you imagine, okay, all of us have to go to jail? <laughs> or you're gonna, okay, you're going to whip, whip all of us? Could I just be the cloak holder? And then like, how hard was that? I, I just, yeah. and um, you have to have this boldness about you that Christ puts in you, right? That's the Holy Spirit coming to be able to have that, um, that fire that Paul had. But you also need to be looking for it, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what I, I liked about this was there are people from different walks, different places. We can see mm-hmm. someone who is double-minded, someone who is like this, but they all came together for unity, right? At this time where Paul is speaking in this moment in time, it's like all these different people were being used for one great purpose. Mm-hmm. And part of that purpose was to bring um, just this message of Christ to the people of Colossae, to clarify anything that they were struggling with. It was just such an, a, a letter of love to me yeah. and what it took for them to get all of this out there. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. True. Well, Paul finishes us up here um, with verse 18. He says, I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. And the significance of that is that usually, especially someone who was like Paul and did a lot, a lot, a lot of writing, used a lot of words, there was usually a scribe that would write things out, and then the person would just sign it at the end, like, yep, this is me. 
Um, this is my, you know, official word. Um, but he wrote this all out by hand. Um, so this shows here that he is, this is near and dear to his heart, that this mm-hmm. is something that is coming directly from him, you know, his lips to the pen, to the paper. And that is the direct path, which wasn't always, um, which also indicates that there is no room um, for translation in it um, from what it goes from him to the reader because of the fact that, like we were just talking about some translations say, you know, her house and say his house, but right. when it was coming directly from Paul, there was no intermediary there. It was just going mm-hmm. straight directly to the people to that the people. Um, were receiving it. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah. 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 So That's yeah. it for Colossians, so that's, huh? That's yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Wow. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So does anybody have any final thoughts on this? This one here. Yeah, I think we've wrapped it up pretty well. Awesome. This has been really nice to study. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have too. Yeah, me too. I and I also so say once I got past his his long run on sentences, it was like, oh no, this is really important. This is really good what he's saying. So it's sometimes good to just like dig in and not have it be comfortable. To try it and right. just try to keep reading it and letting it fall fresh. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. you need. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, who would like to take us out for the end of Colossians? I will. How about that? <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, God, we just thank you for the words of Paul. We thank you for the privilege of being able to sit in our homes. Um, and be apart, but still connect um, together over these words that were written so, so long ago, Lord, and how they are applicable even now um, in the context that we live in, Lord, that they are um, instructions, that they are admonitions, that they are encouragement that we still um, can cling to even now, God. And I just thank you for preserving that. I thank you for the women that um, I have the privilege to dig in and study these things with, Lord. And I thank you for the um, for the people who listen, God, for each individual ear that listens, um, that heart that takes it in, Lord, and that um, whose mind processes, God. And I just pray that you would take the words of our mouth and that you mm-hmm. would connect them in your way to the ears that hear, God. Um, I just thank you again for the privilege of this, Lord. And I thank you for the beautiful, sunshiny day today that we yes, have. Um, yes, gorgeous. And that we can enjoy the physical sun as we soak in the words and the ideas and the thoughts of your your physical son as well, Lord. Um, and just pray that you would take this forward, Lord, and do with it what you will and make it be pleasing to you. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jesus, amen. 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 amen.